0: Everybody, welcome to Draft Chat. This is episode number one hundred eleven. My name is Zach. I'm one of your hosts, and joining me, as per usual, Ben Fisher. What's up, dude?
1: Not much. Oh, dude, you're sick this week. Oh, so sick, man. Just this is this is a dumb bit.
0: I'm, I'm just I don't even know what to say to that. Like,
1: let's let's just move on. Sick, rad, man. Totally sick. Totally ill. Do you remember those ill T-shirts that used to go around? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh man. That was like a South Jersey thing. I think it was because of the Phillies and that they had like these t-shirts that said ill, like I L L in the Philadelphia Phillies, like font. You I've ever never seen those been in a baseball
0: boardwalk? fan. I don't think I ever paid attention to that.
1: Uh, You'd always see them up on the boardwalk. Um, I'll send you a picture later. If any listener happens to know what on earth I'm talking about, I would be stunned. But if you're listening out there and you know what I'm talking about, uh, (laughs) let us know in the, in the discord. Anyway, we've got a cool, uh, cool episode today. We're doing a two by two live draft and it's on magic online. So we're taking a break from arena. There's a lot of nonsense on arena these days. So I tend to hit up old moto old faithful and see if we can't, you know, force blue white flicker. I mean, uh, red, White heroic. I mean, uh, what, what what's going on
0: <laughs> counters uh something like that
1: <laughs> yeah uh, it should be fun but some introductory reminders let me know how i do this zach uh man let's see D- discord we have a discord discord's a fun place to be we're always in there we're always talking to people people are always popping off posting fun deck lists a lot of people have been posting good stuff for baldur's gate maybe we've been taking a bit of a step back on baldur's gate but it's still nice to follow along and see that everyone else is enjoying the format and of course you can hit us up on patreon uh it's honestly one of the things that lets us keep doing the show as easily as we do. And all of our patrons are the best. Everyone else is the best, too. But our patrons, especially, you know, you all know who you are. You're great. There's a ton of perks over there. Yeah, stickers. Honestly, the stickers are great. <laughs> like, I-, I found a bunch of the stickers while cleaning out some of my stuff, like getting ready to move. The stickers are awesome. I got to start slapping those other things. And a whole bunch of other cool perks, too. Now, you can also just, you know, go check all that out for yourself over at patreon.com slash draft chaff pod. We're going to skip the cracker draft this week because we're doing a cracker draft. draft. Um, anyway, <laughs> what what are your teferi and this week?
0: Uh, right. So my teferi is that I've got some new kit. And what, what I mean by that is that I have taken up as something of an amateur hobby disc golf. Oh, and uh, I've got some new discs that came in this week and like a new bag to store those discs in. Hmm. And I'm going to play this weekend with, with a buddy. So yeah, I'm excited to try out the new discs.
1: So I, I always hear people call it disc golf. Is it offensive to call it Frisbee golf? So some people do
0: call it Frisbee golf, but I think it's more accurate to call it disc golf because Frisbees are not actually what you throw when you play disc golf. Really? The discs are very different than like the traditional Frisbee. You could just go into like a you know, like a dollar store and buy, they have, they're just like, just like golf clubs. Like they have ratings and you use specific discs for specific shots. Oh, and they're like, they're like stats on each disc that tell you how it flies and like how far it could go and how much power you need to throw it with and all that kind of stuff. Like, I had no idea. And they're all different shapes and yeah. So cool. they, it's a bit different than a traditional Frisbee. Um, it's even different than the discs that are used in ultimate Frisbee. So hmm.
1: I've uh, learned something today.
0: My Tybalt is that I'm sure all of you can hear, I'm sick, which also meant that you had to suffer through that intro by Ben.
1: <laughs> suffer?
0: <laughs> no, you're right. Most of them probably just skipped it.
1: <laughs> you're right. They, they couldn't take it.
0: <laughs> In fact, they may not be listening to this at all.
1: So if you're listening to this, uh, like, comment, <laughs> like, comment and subscribe <laughs> if you're listening to this. What's up with you? Oh man, I, uh, I read a book. Hey, uh, congrats. Thank you. It's not something I do that often. Uh, I consider myself a bit more of a visual media type person. But I read the first Lord of the Rings book and it took me a little while to get through. It's a pretty thick book, but I really enjoyed it. And I I kind of forgot how much fun, I'm going to sound very second grade teacher right now, but I forgot how much fun reading a book can be. And I found it to be pretty enjoyable. I, I found it difficult to separate it from the movie in my head. Um, like I, I was picturing the movie characters when, you know, maybe I, I missed out on some aspect of Tolkien's original intent because of that. But mm-hmm. I, I think the movie is pretty faithful overall. There's some things, there's like a 50 year time gap that they forgot to. And I, I don't know. Peter Jackson did a pretty good job with all that stuff. But I actually just rewatched the movie last night, too, to confirm. Yep. Overall, they, they line up pretty well. And and I think uh, the movie direction, you know, they have to make some changes that, that are mostly appropriately done. Uh, anyway. That, that was fun. Tibble, got schoolwork to do. School's coming up. And I saw a sign in Target the other day that had, like, back-to-school sale going on. And uh, I left immediately because I just can't be around that kind of energy over the summer. That's fair. Listener question for this week is... Nothing. Ask us some stuff in the Discord if you'd like to, you know, hear your own question featured on this. Uh, we're happy to answer anything, whether it's got to do with magic or life or space and time. Those are fun questions. So shall we jump into the main topic? I'm excited. Uh, we've both only drafted Double Masters two at one time, right? Or did you do one online?
0: Nope. no, Just the ones that we did in person. And I'm looking forward to uh, getting another one in here.
1: Hard to imagine this one's going to be quite as profitable as the one we did in person, but I don't know. I, I, I guess we'll see how the uh, the Moto economy works. Actually, we'll just do it, Phantom.
0: And we're in. So we've got our first pack here and surprisingly <laughs> opened us an Imperial Seal, but not actually <laughs> worth anything on Moto. And this is a Phantom Draft, so...
1: Yep. Uh, I do really like our other open, which is Bitter Blossom. That could be really cool. Black Tokens seems strong. The other things in this pack, we got some uncommons. Aether Mage's Touch, uh, that's the blue-white one that puts a thing into, the li- into play from like the top four cards. And then bounces it back to your hand. Good for the flicker stuff or things with ETB value. I like extract from darkness a good amount too. Um, that's three blue black. This is actually in our cube. It's a sorcery, and each player mills two. Then you put a creature card from graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. And there's a vampiric rights, um, which says that you sacrifice a creature. Make that full screen. Let me see if I can make these cards any bigger too. I think there's a way to do that, right? There it is. Ah uh second creature gain of life draw a card uh cryptic spires is obviously a high pick other things in black though um there's a shadowborn apostle drag Anglers, whatever Vampiric um, rights. i'm kind of like in the bitter blossom extract from darkness like bitter blossom is really strong
0: and yeah, then we can go to some kind of
1: tokens and honestly it's just strong by itself i think the um,
0: vampiric rights probably pairs better with bitter blossom but both are really... Extract and, and Bitter are really good cards Oh, as well.
1: Oh, you're right. You're right. Vampiric rights does go really well with Bitter Blossom. That's essentially just like two mana, gain a life, draw a card. Maybe we should just stick on on one color because we don't want to necessarily jump into blue. I, I do like the Vampiric Grades Bitter Blossom, I think, a bit more.
0: Otherwise, there's like a Settle Beyond Reality, which is a solid removal card in this format. Um, oh, yeah. Very Travelers here. Pirate's Pillage has seemed pretty good. But otherwise, mm. I'm not... Thrilled with everything else. Aether, Mage, Aether Mage's Touch is also quite a good card if you're in the decks that, that
1: can yeah. use it. I would love to wind up in like a black-red sack deck. Um, Bitter Blossom and Vampiric Rites are honestly like... <laughs> that. That's pretty much what you hope to open, right?
0: Yeah, and now we just want to see like a Judith get passed to us.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: any of the big black-red sack-related cards. Doesn't look like we got any of those, though. There's a Fireblade Artist in this pack, now mm. in the pack two which is the only black-red card that we are really considering. There's also a Sidraxus Specter in Grixis, which doesn't do the sac thing, but it has on Earth, so it kind of pairs well. Could just take a Cryptic Expires. There's a Boros Garrison as well. Conclave Mentor is pretty good.
1: I think I want to hedge and go with this Fireblade artist. I, yeah, I, I feel like if we can lock this down early and show the person to our left that like they're getting nothing to do with black red sack, then pack two might be pretty rewarding. Also this might wind up as like a Mardu sack deck or sure, um, some other flavor or maybe even Grixis and maybe the specter will wheel. Um, but I, I think maybe it's starting to go in on, on an aggressive red type deck with, I mean, th- th- these, these three cards just work so, so well together.
0: Yeah, they do. There's also an Agony Warp in this pack, which is another black card that I could see splashing. That's a mm-hmm. really good removal card. But yeah, I, like, I like taking the artist here and just kind of planting our flag.
1: Well, we got a Bloodflow Connoisseur. Uh, another card from our cube, actually. Man, it's, it's like they just copied everything from <laughs> us. <laughs> um, other notable things is a Caterach <laughs> Leviathan and a Misfire Adept. Two pretty solid blue cards. I guess the Leviathan, if you're going big. Uh, and the Misfire Depth, if you're doing some spells. Phyrexian Tyranny is in this pack, too. Whenever a player draws a card, uh, that player loses two life unless they pay two. Not a huge fan. Don't really feel like breaking the synergy on that one, especially if like you want to be drawing more cards than your opponent. I'm going to just slam the connoisseur here.
0: Yeah, there are no other good black cards in the pack. So again, we're kind of just signaling to our person, to our opponent to the left that like we are not going to be sending them any good red or black cards. There's a Doom Traveler here if we wanted to try to break into Mardu, but mm, Bloodfloor yeah. Connoisseur is so much above that in pick order that, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's
1: yeah. a connoisseur. Skeleton Archer is kind of a funny card here. Uh, I, I saw, I think it might have been an article or a post online. I feel like it was Gavin Verry saying that Skeleton Archer was inspired by Minecraft. Um, saying that, like. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, also, well, uh, uh, there's stuff in this pack. Let's just select that for now. Saying the things that, like. Um, the Wizards tries to design both around like, you know, classic mythological tropes, but they also try to incorporate more recent lore. And they're like, how can we make like a Minecraft skeleton in magic? And they said, oh, let's make a skeleton archer. Like the notion of a skeleton archer is like a new trope that Minecraft has kind of ingrained into the like the, the, the consciousness. I thought that was really cool. Uh, yeah. Anyway, bunch of black red cards in this pack. We got a Shadowborn Apostle, probably not for us uh balustrade spy here are the games not again for us Stormfleet pyro's solid uh but i'm looking at a different pyromancer i'm looking at young pyromancer here if we're trying to go wide and make a bunch of tokens to be sack fodder i mean it's young pyro <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's the, the name way of the game it. uh i do feel like we're being fed a black red deck here a little bit i don't want to be on training wheels but um i don't know it, things just keep coming we got a dark dweller oracle uh, i hate passing crucible of worlds I just, I find it so hard to pass Crucible of Worlds, but it's phantom, you know, we're not doing lands, clearly. Um, Dark Dweller Oracle, is, it used to be a rare, it got downshifted at the common. One in the red 2-2, pay one sacred creature, exile the top card of your library, you may play that card this turn. I mean... <laughs> That's what we want to be doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe we're just going to be on training wheels this draft, but, you know, that happens sometimes.
0: I think there's an argument to be made to take the Boros Garrison just because it's a duel mm. that would kind of work in a color we may want to splash, but Dark Twiller Oracle is a card we actually would want in this deck. I think yeah. we're, we're pretty solid in terms of sac outlets. We need cards that care about sacrificing and, you know, more cards that also let us sack things, uh, that, that, that generate
1: cards to sac. Yeah, good. that's true. Uh, we're going to want to pick up some instants and sorceries for this young Pyro too. Uh, we got a Cavern of Souls in this pack. Not exactly what we want in a Phantom Draft. There's a Spark Mage's Gambit, deals one to each of up to two target creatures. Those creatures can't block this turn. I really like this kind of effect. Uh, This would also make a token with Young Pyro. Let us chip in for a bunch of incremental damage. This feels like it's going to be like a ping and sack type deck. Um, This is an incredible card in the red-white heroic deck as well because it it just
0: gets rid of all your opponent's blockers and then you swing in for a million while triggering all your prowess stuff. Or
1: ping your own out. dudes, you know. Like that too. <laughs> um, I'm also liking the look <laughs> of cryptic spires here. I don't know. Gambit or cryptic spires. Gambit is kind of a removal spell, but
0: spires? I think spires is more useful for us here. But we did end up taking the spark mages gambit thanks to the timer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got another blood flow connoisseur here. Um, again, we're getting lots of sack outlets here. We're going to look for ways to make some fodder. Uh, there's a Vidalcan Orrery, a Bant Charm, a bunch of stuff in green, which is good. That tells us, uh, well, I guess it's not really great. <laughs> um, it, I'm not seeing many blue or white cards at all. I, I think there's some people to our right in blue and white. There's a thought scour in here, but um, looks like green, black, and red are relatively open. I mean, the Sack deck is clearly open because this is a very late Bloodflow connoisseur.
0: Yep. And another one into pack eight here.
1: Yeah, this or pack is pack uh, nine.
0: This is pack nine.
1: Uh, I mean, I guess we just take it, <laughs> right? Uh, there's yeah. nothing else for us here. mine Vessel is not exactly what we want. A lot of black green cards looking pretty open, but blood flow and move on. Uh, we got a Pirates Pillage. This is our pack that we opened. I think here we're just taking a Cryptic Spires, right? I don't think I we th- want Balustrades by.
0: You might want the Pillage triggers the pyromancer it lets us draw cards when we inevitably run out of stuff but spires is probably just better for our deck
1: yeah I, and this can open <laughs> up potentially playing white as well uh, looks like we're down to the junk um maybe take a balustrade spy is it possible we wind up in, with wanting green or blue probably not right
0: yeah i don't think deep we're analysis too heavy on is the probably the best
1: card deck. yeah yeah i think deep analysis is the best card in this pack so let's just take that um i got a skeleton archer and a living lightning when it dies to target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to hand that seems pretty solid that's a nice little body right eh,
0: i haven't been a fan of living lightning but if we end up with any like really good instance or sorceries that we want to get back it's maybe worth having
1: yeah uh last few we've just got some junk um knightly valor doing? makes a token uh, if we end up splashing white that's true. I'm looking at the Shadowborn Apostle. Like, would we ever possibly? <laughs> uh, oh, we, another Knightly Valor, but also a Stormfleet Pyro. That's probably <laughs> going to make the cut. Uh, just rounding out the pack here. I'd take a Tramular, Traveler's Amulet and take a Dreg Mangler. All right, into pack two. We
0: opened mm. some stuff. We, oh, we did get some stuff. Nothing in the rare slot. We opened an Elsha of the Infinite and Rune of the Hidden Realm, which are great cards, not for us. But we did also open a go for the throat and heroic
1: reinforcements, which are fantastic yeah. cards. There's an auger spree, a lava coil, a disfigure, of course, a crypt expires, a call to the feast. A whole bunch of cards that we wouldn't mind having. I think we probably want the go for the throat for sure, just a solid removal spell. But what comes next?
0: It's a good question. I kind of like taking the heroic reinforcements and, and then really? maybe keeping us into that white splash. Mm-hmm. Um, Otherwise, Call to the Feast is not a bad card for us either if we want to go Mardu
1: as well. <laughs> I don't think this is a spider spawning deck, right?
0: No, not so much. Um, it, it, either one of those two white-based cards, Heroic Reinforcements or Call to the Feast, do get us tokens. They do make it easier to get through. I think the Reinforcements kind of wins out uh, in It's terms a little. Of just- better power
1: level but call makes more stuff also lava coil just stays on color and ignores the splash it just gives us a really solid removal spell i'm i'm leaning towards the lava coil here not gonna lie
0: yeah i think that's a reasonable card to take i i don't see how we win the game just yet i mean the blood flow connoisseurs need to get big but if they get hit with removal like we don't what do we do um Mm. so i i want to try to find a way to win the game and i think heroic reinforcements helps us do that if we have a bunch of things out there that are sack fodder, but we haven't sacked them yet. That lets us get in for, you know, some chip damage and then gives us, you know, if they're all going to get eaten by things, like we can still sack them to all of our sack
1: outlets. Yeah, that's true. And giving everything one one in haste is really big. Call to the Feast does make an extra token if we're trying to do that with the blood flows. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm okay with hedging into white here a little bit. I don't love it. I think I'd rather take the lava coil, but I, I, I guess go for the throat and heroic reinforcements. That points us in a pretty good direction like that that points us in the slightly more aggressive vector of this deck and uh you don't have to convince me too hard <laughs> to take <laughs> heroic reinforcements i mean
0: i, I love coil may just be the correct pick um i just don't know how we're winning the the game yet and heroic reinforcements seems like a way to get there
1: ah, let's take it Oh, uh, we get past an Anger of the Gods. Interesting. Uh, Magister Sphinx. Looked like no one wanted that either. Uh, another Dark Dweller Oracle. Psychic Symbiont. Prophetic Bolt. These are some good uncommons. Uh, not the Tower Gargoyle. That's pretty far away from what we're trying to do. Another Skeleton Archer. I don't know. Having a Wrath is just good. Um, not in a Tokens deck, though. Hear me out. With a Bloodflow Connoisseur, you could sack your whole board, make like that's a 5-5, like five five, then Anger Wipe Their Board Swing for Lethal. I, I kind of like anger. I, I like just having a board wipe in a deck. We're going to be able to throw around damage too. I feel like, um, at least hopefully.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad point. Um, I do like that. There's also an aether snipe in this pack for those blink decks, but, um, mm. not for us. Yeah. Anger is probably the best card in the pack anyway, outside of like cryptic spires for us. So you're not really losing anything to take it here.
1: I, I like having access to a semi board wipe and yeah, this does hit an awful lot of our stuff, but our stuff is also set to grow um especially our sack outlets uh, i'm gonna say we take anger here
0: yeah it seems fine
1: um looking like maybe a rift bolt here we got a bear's companion and blood braid elf devoted druid green feels pretty open at this entire table um yeah, i'm a little we worried moved into it earlier uh, yeah i'm a little worried that the person to our left is in black um but i'm not really sure Rift bolt looks like the pick here just the solid removal spell it works with the um with the, with the young pyro, of course, and um, you can hard cast it for three or suspend it and bolt someone <laughs> for one just with a turn delay. Only the red card in this pack. perforos is emissary. That's not what we're trying to do.
0: No, and I think to answer my earlier question in terms of how we win the game, it may just be that we rely on some burn spells like Riftbolt. Oh, Chippen wait a minute, a wait, a minute wait
1: a minute, wait a minute. I lied. I lied. The pick is mentor, dude. The pick is mentor of the week. Look how many tokens we're making.
0: Yeah, that's true. We are making a lot of power two or less creatures.
1: Okay, if we're good at, like, the correct pick, probably Riff Bolt. But people, know, they know if they're coming to listen to us. They, they know we're going to make, like, the uh, the draft chat pick every once in a while. I think Mentor might be a little more fun. And it uh, looks like our deck is open. There's a Fireblade Artist, Dream Shaper Shaman, Skeleton Archer, Stormfleet Pyro, um, and our Cryptic Spires. Not in the our second colors. Second Artist
0: is really just where we want to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just get started slamming you know, two, two haste come down quick. Um, I like it. Uh, maybe pick up a doom shaver later, although that's not as good to splash. Uh, there's some cool cards in here. I love deadly recluse. This is one of my favorite cards ever. This is one of the, in the, the first deck that you guys built me back in high school.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good card. It's one of those like awkward, uh, one mana or one power death touchers and it's got reach. So it deals with flyers really well. Definitely.
1: Also, a uh, draft draft cube inclusion. Funny how that keeps happening. <laughs> the only other really consideration here is the Dream Shaper Shaman. Um, but I feel like you really want to be flipping into a big non land permanent for that. I want to start with the Fireblade Artist and maybe we'll wield that other thing. Hmm. Well, this is interesting. There's a Thraxi Mundar in this pack.
0: Yes, there is. Um,. Definitely a card we could potentially try to splash. We're not like so heavy on white that we can't do it. Um, there's also a Graveblade Marauder in this pack and a Vampire Sovereign, which is just a phenomenal card in and of itself, the, the Sovereign that is. Yeah. Um, good little Crying top end. Siege Rhino, yeah. But, I mean, and we could try the, Th- the Thraximundar. There's a good chance it gets back to us, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, Mundar is a 7-mana 6-6 six, six haste. Costs Grixis mana. Whenever it attacks, defending player sacks a creature. Whenever a player sacks a creature, you may put a 1-1 counter on Thrax I'm down to take the Sovereign just as a solid top-end card. Um, we're going to be getting in for a lot of early damage, and that can help us kind of close Ooh. the game out. So we
0: do, we do open a Comball here. There's also vampiric rights and a call to the feast in this pack. Call of the feast, probably what we're looking to take, but
1: I think it's call. Yeah,
0: comball is is an interesting card given that it like does the drain thing, and we are kind of just looking to get this little bit of chip damage in. Um, but I, I think call is probably more to what we're more to the point of our deck.
1: Yeah, I think we want the call here, and I do think we're going to have to start picking up some more cryptic spires now that we're going into three white pips. Um, I, I'd be comfortable with like three cryptic spires, but I, I'm okay taking the call here. There's a Last Breath, which I found pretty effective against the other aggro decks. Uh, And it'd be (laughs) cool to wheel Comball, or even this other Vampiric Rites. Hard for us not to get something good on the wheel here, I think. Yeah. (laughs) There's a Jota, Archmage Eternal. Summer Bloom, uh, Fiery Fall seems pretty good. Just six mana deal a bunch of damage. Uh, There is an Unearth, actually. Unearth seems like it'd be pretty solid in our deck. If they kill our, our early Fireblade Artist or our Bloodflow Connoisseur, we just get it back, right? Yep.
0: And any any uh potential other sack outlets that we manage to pick up or or you know payoffs for sacking things, uh wouldn't be bad to have a copy of Unearth available to us.
1: Yeah, that way you could even sack like a uh I don't know, like a Dark Brother Oracle to or something else and then just unearth it back if you want it. Yeah, I, I'm okay with Unearth here. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um well how about some Jun sack action? We got Shatter Gang Brothers and Sign of Darkness and this figure. Um, so is Shattergang Skion Brothers, good? I don't think so, no, but Gang Brothers is four mana three, three. You can pay three sack a creature. Each other player sacks a creature and then do the same thing with red to have them do an artifact and then green to do an enchantment. Um, we won't really be using those latter two methods. We would basically just be using the sack a creature
0: one. I think it's just hard to cast. Go
1: Let's well, just take call. the disfigure Or this. Oh, oh, there is another call. Yeah, let's take the call. We, we should pick up some removal at some point. I mean, here's an auger spree, but an, another call to the feast? It might just want the cryptic spires here, though. Yeah, you're right. Let's take the spires. Um, now we're getting into some junk. We can just pick up a pirate's pillage. Yeah,
0: we don't have a whole lot that's going to work with our uh, young pyromancer. That card's not looking too great for us right now.
1: We're gonna oh uh, we do have all these call to the feast and heroic reinforcements. That's true. Ooh, we can pick up another cryptic spires here. We did reel the dream shaper shaman and the stormfleet pyro, but I think we're gonna want the fixing for this Mardu deck we've got brewing here. Uh, Civic saver, uh, I could see sideboarding that in. I'll take a Doran for Late you. Doran,
0: <laughs>
1: and a shaman, shaman. things
0: out. So pack three, we really are looking to try to get some more like little pingers, I guess. Some, so I feel like we still need something good to benefit off of like whenever you sack a creature or something like that. Those kinds of effects that really care. Because we've got a lot of token generators. We've got a lot of ways to sack creatures. But I don't feel like, outside of the Bloodflow connoisseurs, we're not really doing anything with those creatures that get sacked.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're throwing them at our opponent with a Fireblade Artist. This gives us late game reach, I guess. Same with the, uh, the Sovereign. And it wouldn't be bad to pick up <laughs> another Dark Dweller Oracle. All right, well, here's our pack. We've got some stuff here. Is an Imperial Archangel, which, God, I love Imperial Archangel. Not exactly what we want. This is sad, but we're probably going to be taking, like, a Carrier Thrall out of, <laughs> out of this pack. Um, maybe, like, Path and Carrier Thrall? Is that nuts? Or, or maybe just Swift Spear. Maybe we just start beating in early.
0: Yeah, I think, I think we want to try this little bit of more of an aggressive play. Uh, Swift Spear is probably better for us
1: than the Path will be. Yeah, path really does just answer anything. That's true. Uh, I I, I feel like we might want to path, and you don't have to pass something on turn one. Path is good because you get to spend like one mana on it, and then you go like path and blood flow in the same turn. I feel like path and carrier thrall, the picks here. Glenelanger leads the blue-black liege is in here as well. The other two uncommons are Bear's Companion and Extract from Darkness. Glad we didn't first pick that Extract from Darkness. It's good that we have this Vampiric Rites in here to keep our our card draw going. I'm feeling the path and the carrier thrall here, although I could see an argument for for Swifty.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. The path is fine as a splash. It can be used late just just as effectively as it could be early, actually more effectively in most
1: cases. Yeah. And, and we have three crypt expires already. Wouldn't it be bad to pick up a fourth one here, but uh, we could use some more creatures. I mean, we have th- 11 creatures and, and nine other things right now. So um, we'd love though. to see a dual land in our colors. Somewhere That'd be right pretty here. good. Yeah. Oh, Hissing Iguanar. That's a payoff for our deck. There's a resto in this pack, but we are so far away from that. Abzan Falconer, Goblin Banneret, Gruul Turf, another path, Doom Traveler, Augur Spree, Crew and Striker. But uh, what I'm looking at is the Hissing Iguanar. Whenever another creature you control dies, it deals one damage to target player or planeswalker. Kind of like a Mayhem Devil.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Those those with the the fireblade artists are connoisseurs, which are a no mana sack outlet. Yeah, uh, I really yeah. like I like the iguana here.
1: Oh yeah, Iguanar sack down your whole board wrath. Yeah, I'm liking this. So we got an aether vial, <laughs> which is actually not bad in our deck. Um, aether vial on two looks pretty dope, but I don't think we want that. Another blood flow connoisseur. Um, there's a crackling doom. Is is it a pick here just crackling doom? I think it is. Um, Deals two, and then they sack their pretty much their best thing. Yeah. I mean, this format was pretty slow. Um, a makes us a token, yeah, off
0: the pyromancer, yeah, and that could just open up the door for us to get some attacks in. Yeah, I, I like it.
1: Yeah, we also have a good number of instants and sorceries, but not necessarily removal. A lot of them are token makers. Call, call, and heroic reinforcements are all token makers. This is an edict, but it is removal. I'd like to pick up at least one Spark Mage's Gambit in this pack. Um, I think that kind of. You already have important. one, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, never mind. Then I guess maybe this is the one that's fine. Um, oh, Severed Strands. That's pretty good here. Um, as additional cost to cast this, you stack a creature and then you gain life to the sacked creature's toughness. Destroy a creature and opponent controls. Just solid sacrifice card.
0: Yeah, we're not gonna be gaining too much life off of it. Most of the things we're gonna be sacking are gonna be one ones, but um it yeah, does let true. us it does act as a two-mana
1: removal spell. I don't mind goblin banner it either. I don't know. We take the banner it, try to wheel the strands. What's our curve looking like creature wise? We got one, two, three, four, five, six-ish if you count the bitter blossom. We have six ish good aggro creatures to come down on turn from turns one to two. Um I guess I don't mind the banner, but probably the strands is just better here. That really shores up our removal suite.
0: Yeah, I agree. It feels like we do want to get down early, push really hard in the beginning of the game, and then just kind of rely on our connoisseurs and incidental ping like the Fireblade artists to just kind of get us over the, the
1: finish line. Yeah. Uh, can I interest you in a Blazing Hellhound? or <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. Um, honestly, th- this feels like a very tight vector. Like we are just so far. I feel like we even could just be straight black red if we wanted to. Um, it we might do, end up being We do just correct. lose
0: out on a lot of tokens if we do that, but it might be correct.
1: Uh, with this mentor, we have... Hellhound seems great here. Yeah. Um, being able to sack down a board. I mean, this just, again, gives us the opportunity to sack down our board to just kill our opponent in the right scenario. Um, it'll be like the card we want off the top most in, in some mashups. I think the Hellhound is probably the pick here. And maybe another one. <laughs> Um, yep. Inquisition of Kozlek this figure seemed good as well. I mean, this is going to be an early game deck where we're going to care about, you know, if our opponent gets to do their, their big blink thing, it's going to be bad for us, but we're getting a little heavy on the four and five drops. Um well, we, so can cut cut we can living cut the lightning, living. cut the Sunfleet
0: yeah. Pyro. We might even cut Vampire Sovereign to be honest.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Let's take the hellhound and see how this uh, keeps shaking out. Another Fireblade artist. <laughs> Sure. this is looking pretty tight this is this is an extremely tight deck dude <laughs> we're just getting past we, we don't have a single off vector card um i guess we, we just we take actually another blood want flow, a third
0: do we want a third blood flow connoisseur
1: i guess so. What, what's the pick like another cryptic expires yeah i guess so yeah i feel like we're more likely to play that um probably not gonna play any of these as a wingsteed rider <laughs> Poor Imperial Archangel. No one, no one wanted her. Uh, Doom Traveler. We're not playing any of these, I don't think. Maybe Supernatural Stamina. We board in against someone with a ton of removal. Um, although I guess this does say when, when that creature dies, it comes back. It's a serviceable combat trick for us. We're, we have too many actual playables, though, so that'll probably be one of the first to get cut. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's a Cruin Striker, which again, just we have too many two-drops at this point. Uh, Slam Goblin Banner it, maybe?
0: Yeah, that probably also gets cut, but like I feel like our deck's pretty much done. Uh, there is that second Spark Mage's Gambit if you wanted to grab that. There's another Bloodflow kind of stuff. So we could have had like five or six of those things in this in this draft.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've got our three, uh, and we have a bunch of other good sack outlets. I really like having two Spark Mages Gambits. Uh, nothing we're playing in this pack. Get in here, Recluse. You're on our team. Uh, another Supernatural Stamina, I guess. Something to board in. Um, not playing either of these. Someone gets a a, a bore last pick, and we get a perforos's emissary. Well, that's a deck, dude. This looks pretty good. Oh no! You um, can you can change the spires after the fact. So okay, kinda- good to know. Um, <laughs> if, yeah, after adding, let's set one to red white. That just Is applied gonna- for all four, but oh, well, yeah, that's strange. So how do you change this? Oh change color selections, I see. You still see my screen, yeah? Yep. All right. Um it's so. a tight deck. So we've got to make a lot of cuts here. We're at
0: twenty-nine playables without the crypt expires.
1: Yeah. Um, let's uh let's sort by mana value and let's sort by uh well. Uh No, it's fine. And separate. Oh, yeah. Uh, Group creatures separately. That's what I was looking for. Um, Now, some of these are like kind of like creatures. So like Call of the Feasts and the Heroics. These are functionally creatures. So this puts us with, uh, is it counting the way I want it to? No, it's not. This puts us with, um, let's see, there's 17 creatures. So we're going to make some cuts even just from this. Right. Well, and call the feast is kind of three creatures, and heroic is two. Yeah, I, I feel like we're gonna want the calls and the heroics. Um, maybe this is too many blood flows.
0: So the question, the the reason I was questioning getting more blood flow connoisseurs was that like once you've
1: used a bunch of creatures on one of them, like they don't really stack too well. No, you're right. Sack outlets you don't want too many of. I think we can cut a blood. The question flow. is, do
0: we want a blood flow over a dark dwell oracle or over? One of the three artists, probably mm-hmm. we'd rather have
1: the artist. I like um, the flexibility too. Yeah, the artists seem good. Those are also just two mana, two two haste. Um, come in, start smacking yeah. down fast. Um, as far Definitely as not to cut spells, one of the
0: supernatural, both the supernatural staminas.
1: Yeah, I think unearth is just functionally better than that. It it has less timing restriction. Um, we might not need vampiric rites. We have a lot of things that do something similar. What um, are our other
0: card draws uh, abilities?
1: Uh, so we have the Dark Dweller Oracle, which you can pay to, to exile the top card you can play at this turn, and Mentor of the Meek. Um, right. Which pretty my, much any time a token enters will get to draw.
0: Yeah, my worry with those is that like, they're pretty easy to get rid of, whereas Vampiric Rice is a lot harder to deal with. True. It's also more expensive to use. True. So I guess the question is, do you want more inevitability... Or like resilience in terms of uh removal or do you want cheaper
1: activations i think we want our activations cheap we, we want to be turning dark or Orc or like sideways too like that that's the it, this is a, a sack outlet that you can also just attack with on turn three um i feel like the rights is a cut I'm, i i feel like it's a cut um i mean we, we're gonna have to cut some things it's also not an incident in sorcery so it doesn't work with our young pyro Whereas unearth path, uh, the gambit severed strands go for the throat. Pretty much everything else in our deck now works with young pyro, <laughs> even anger of the gods. Perfect combo with young pyromancer. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. So that that puts us to
0: twenty five.
1: Um, we need we need two cuts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Two cuts here. Um, our removal is a little bit light. Um. We may be cutting something like maybe a Blazing Hellhound here. I mean, this you have to pay yeah. and uh, oh, it does deal to any target, though. That is useful. Maybe Banner is a cut. It, it's not exactly on Vector. It's just kind of in there because it's a one drop. I think that's probably a cut, right?
0: Yeah, that seems good enough. And I would probably get rid of one of the Spark Mages Gambits myself. You think? Yeah. It doesn't do a whole lot for us. Like, it doesn't do as much for us as it would, like, a red-white aggro heroic deck. Like, we want to chip in some damage early, but I think just the one copy of Spark Mage's Gambit will be enough for
1: us to get the extra chip damage that we're looking to use it for. Actually, you know what? Hold on. I I feel like we can leave the Gambit in. Uh, I I love these effects. I played a lot of them in Midnight Hunt. Um, Abandon the Post is the Midnight Hunt version, but... I would want at least one copy of of Abandon the Post in all my red decks, and sometimes two. But that one has flashback, so it's kind of like two copies in one. Um, this is uh, we have really good mana, right? And look at our curve; we stop at four. Why don't we just play sixteen lands?
0: Yeah, sixteen lands plus our draw outlets probably is yeah. It's probably worth doing.
1: This. And plus we have ways of, of getting a little bit of mana here. We have the carrier thrall um, and our fixing is so good. I feel like we want two black red ones and then a red white and a red black. We can just start with that and then fill in basics after.
0: Yeah, that seems reasonable.
1: What do you do here? Is it not just right clicking on it?
0: It is. You may need to fix the sorting.
1: Uh, How was I doing this? Oh, yeah. Let's go back to mana. Combine groups. Oh yeah. Combine groups. And then change color selections. Let's go black, red. Set these out so we got them right. So let's get two black, red. And then a white, red and a white, black. This looks like a fun deck. This is like a really solid little sack deck here. (laughs) What
0: does this deck want? Like, wh- how could this deck be better?
1: What's a little power, I think? Um, it's missing some of the explosive one-drop starts that I've seen in this format, particularly with, uh, uh, with Swifty. But th- yep. this isn't exactly a Swift Spear deck anyway. This is very solid. And I think we were on a little bit of trading wheels here. Like, I think our, our seat was open. We got Blazing Hellhounds. Um, I mean, if this isn't what a good Mardu Sack deck looks like, I'm not entirely sure what is. I think we would have liked another Iguanar. I don't think we ever saw one, though.
0: No, no, we took the only one we saw.
1: Yeah, could have used another iguana because this is just, I mean, (laughs) look look how well it works. But um, this looks pretty solid to me. Uh, Let's add some basics in. It's suggesting a few more planes than I would. I would go up one in like that. Um, Five mountains, five. uh, Yeah, five mountains, five swamps and two planes. Well, we got one, two, three, four, five, six. Ah no, no, they're right. Let's go up one uh go up one planes. That looks like a very nice little deck to me. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how this plays out. Yeah, so here's our final list. Um we've got the path and the unearth as technical one drops, but both of those will realistically be double spelled on like turn four or five. We got our bomb first pick, Bitter Blossom, which is pretty cool. I get to play with a Bitter Blossom Unlimited. That's always fun. That's just like a, a card that can win a game by itself. Um, we got Go for the Throat, Severed Strands as some removal. Spark Mage's Gambits uh, to clear the way and kind of have big swings with all of our tokens. Carrier Thrall, Dark world Oracle, Young Pyro um, on, within the sack things. And then three of these Fireblade Artists. We got an Anger of the Gods, Crackling Doom, Mentor of the Meek two blood flow connoisseurs with access to a third, if we want it, hissy and Guanarm, And then a bunch of good token makers call to the feast, call to the feast, heroic reinforcements and two blazing hellhounds as kind of the, uh, the ultimate signpost of our deck. That's a bad dog right there. Yep. Well, that about does
0: it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening and, or watching, um, definitely check out the visual version of this episode on Spotify or on YouTube to, to see the draft in its full splendor. And, uh, if you're not already in the Discord, check that out as well. There are some folks over there actually trying to put together some different uh, pod drafts and things. So if you're interested in that sort, of, that sort of thing, go ahead and check that out in the Discord link. To that's in the episode description as well as on our Twitter page. And if you'd like to support the show directly, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash draft pod. Thanks, folks. And we'll talk to you next week. All right.
1: I've got a dilemma. I found a credit card. It's like a real life morality test. So, uh, <laughs> okay, um, l- 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 let's let's start the story from the top. It's a little bit absurd, and it, it opens up a little bit of uh, I don't know. It's a little bit contrived. <laughs> so, uh, about six months ago, I was shopping, and I think it was a Kohl's, uh, some some you know store, and I saw a wallet that was almost exactly the same as mine. I'm thinking, oh, that's kind of cool. It's a nice wallet. My wallet's going to wear out eventually. I should buy this wallet for when my other one eventually wears out. And then I have a replacement ready to go. Makes sense, right? Sure. <laughs> it made sense in my head. So I buy this wallet and I just throw it in the back of my, my closet. I'm like, all right, in like six months or so, I'm going to be like, man, I wish I had a new wallet. Oh, wait, I do. And then I'll just get to take it out and I'll thank past me for my, my foresight. Well, I'm preparing to move and I was I was digging through my closet, I find this wallet and uh i'm like sorting through other stuff and, and this wallet's back there i'm like yeah it's time for a new wallet i'm glad i got this so i take out this new wallet and lo and behold inside the wallet is a visa card and it's not one of those fake ones that you know that they like give you in the store you know how they sometimes they'll be like a fake visa card inside the wallet so you can imagine be like yeah oh, wow i could put my visa card in this wallet this is a nice wallet um it's it is definitely a real visa card it's got a name expiration date all that good stuff on it and uh <laughs> It's it, it's legit. <laughs> like, so um, we were talking about before the show. How does this happen?
0: How did it get there? <laughs>
1: how did this get there? So, so here's the funny thing. Um, this person didn't just lose their their like their visa card. They lost it six months ago. It's maybe a little too late for me to act on this. I tried calling the number on the back of the card just to to see if I could like ask some, some visa person about like, or like, well, what do you do in this scenario? Should I just cut it up? Should I try to mail it to someone? Uh, should I take it to the store? I mean, who even knows? So, uh, I tried calling the number and it's like, you put in your, uh, your visa number. So I put in the visa number of the card and then it says, Oh, um, what's your zip code? We're, we're going to use like voice recognition, uh, all that stuff too. And I'm like, Well, this is never going to (laughs) work because I'm, I'm not this person. So, uh, now I just have this visa card. There's no way of me talking to a real person. I suppose I could call my own visa and like talk to someone that way, but, they, they might not care if it's not me, you know, like I'm just some guy that found a card that's been missing for six months. Like this person probably canceled the card months ago, but also wouldn't the moment you realize that you lost your visa card, wouldn't you just like think back where it was the last place I saw it. Oh, I put it into a wallet in Kohl's and then put it back on the shelf. <laughs> right. So
0: that's what we were kind of trying to think through was like, how does this happen? How does this happen? Like, I don't personally, ben, Ben's suggestion was that somebody went, Looked at the wallet and like started putting cards in it to see like oh yeah this will fit all my stuff.
1: Yeah, it's a role play like would I want like does this wallet have a nice feel if my cards in it and then then this person put their card in and then Somehow I guess forgot had, like, about lapsed. it yeah
0: and walked away without remembering that they got the card presumably didn't buy anything because then they didn't need the <laughs>
1: <card>. <laughs> they would realize pretty quickly
0: and then and then that was it and then maybe circumstantially Ben walked out walked up to that wallet after they had, you know, maybe moments after they had walked away from it, happened to purchase it. And by the time they realized that it was, that their card was missing the wallet had already been purchased and they had no way of getting it back. I don't know too many people personally that would like role play putting cards into a wallet. I would never (laughs) do that. It sounds kind of silly to me, but maybe that's what happened. Who knows? It's a a wild story though. I I can't imagine that was sitting there for very long before you picked it up. Like it's, it's not too hard to realize like, oh yeah, I put my card in that wallet and I don't have it now.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like m- maybe this person got home, realized, oh my God, I'm an idiot. I left my card in a wallet at Kohl's, went back and I had already like come in, bought the wallet. But it's so it's so funny that like I just so happened to wait six months <laughs> before looking in this wallet. If I had looked in this wallet six months ago, like... I guess looked a little closer. It was, it wasn't like sticking out of it. You couldn't, it was not visible from, from the outside of the packaging. I had to like cut into the packaging to get to it. So someone had like, they'd really put this card in there, you know? Um, yeah. I like to I think know. that somebody stole that card from somebody else and like we're
0: ditching it in this wallet in the store somehow. For yeah, some that's reason. pretty funny. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I thought it'd be a pretty <coughs> funny way to, uh, to end this episode by, by, uh, but just giving off the card number, we usually oh just give it away. So I'm gonna give away the card number: nine, four, two eight C dash C E A five D dash D seven F one three seven one B C two dash one five A two F. Go ahead and stick that in Arena, and uh, it should do some good for you.